48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Chief Executive Kerry Lam says Hong Kong will not further relax social distancing measures in late June as planned as the city is experiencing a stagnant coronavirus situation. A think tank has warned that private home supply could start to slow unless the authorities can speed up efforts to find land and implement development projects. And China's factory activity contracted at a slower pace in May as COVID curbs in major manufacturing hubs were relaxed. But movement controls still weighed on the economy in the second quarter. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says Hong Kong will not further relax social distancing measures for the time being as the city is experiencing a stagnant coronavirus situation. She said the government was taking a prudent approach to infection control as the daily COVID tally hasn't dropped much for a month. She said the final phase of easing the city's COVID curbs would not come in late June as planned. We are in a sort of a stagnant situation with the number of positive test cases staying at around 200 and 300 cases, including local infections as well as imported cases. But there have already been over 10 such infection clusters in the community, especially the most recent two cases involving bars. So we will have to take a very prudent approach. And my position at this moment is we probably will not introduce the third and final stage of the social distancing uh, relaxation before the end of June. Further easing moves would include letting businesses operate at 100% capacity, lifting the cap on the number of attendees at banquets and allowing people to dance and perform at bars. But Mrs. Lam said most people would not be affected by these measures. Meanwhile, the University of Hong Kong epidemiologist says there's no need to worry about the latest cluster of COVID-19 infections centered around the two bars in Central. Professor Benjamin Cowling said there was a high level of immunity in the community now because of people being infected during the fifth wave and because of high vaccination rates. He told RTHK there was no need to tighten public health measures or to close bars. I don't think there's a public health need to stop transmission in one particular setting. If bars were to close now, I'm sure that in a week's time we'll be talking about a cluster somewhere else, maybe in a school, maybe a cluster in a restaurant, maybe a cluster in a workplace. And then what's next? You can't just continually keep closing venues because there was a cluster in one such venue in one part of Hong Kong. We know that clusters are going to occur into the future. And I, I think we have to think carefully about the rationale for public health measures. A think tank has warned that private home supply could start to slow unless the authorities can speed up efforts to find land and implement development projects. The Our Hong Kong Foundation forecasts that annual private flat completion could fall to about 12,000 units in the five years from 2027. That'll be more than 5,000 units fewer than the estimated average for the current five-year period and below the government's target. The group also says it's pessimistic about the government being able to reach its public housing supply goals. It urges the authorities to assign project managers to each public housing development to help cut through the red tape and curb delays. The chairman of the Hong Kong Association of Heads of Secondary Schools, Lin Chun Pong, has urged the government to revamp education in the wake of falling student and teacher numbers. Timmy Sung has this report. 
A poll of 140 secondary schools by the association found that an average of 32 students quit each school in the 2020-21 school year, compared to 20 in the previous year. Almost a thousand teachers also left in the last school year, around double the figure of the previous year. Speaking on an RTHK program, Mr. Lin said teachers named the overall social environment in Hong Kong. People disrespect for the education system, COVID-19 affecting teaching, and changes to the education policy in recent years as the top reasons why they were quitting. He said the loss of teachers had affected schools' operations and the overall quality of teaching, and added that it takes time to groom teachers for managerial positions. Chief Executive-elect John Lee returns from Beijing today with his official letter of appointment and an endorsement from the nation's top leaders. Premier Li Keqing said Beijing had high hopes for the new administration. President Xi Jinping praised Mr. Li's love for the country and his national security work. Mr. Xi reiterated Beijing's determination to uphold one country, two systems. Despite experiencing many challenges in the past 25 years, one country, two systems in Hong Kong has achieved a universally recognized success. The central government's determination in comprehensively and accurately implementing the principle has never wavered and will never change. With the joint efforts of the central government, the SCR administration, and all sectors of society, Hong Kong has returned from chaos to stability. Now we are at a critical period in moving towards prosperity. I believe the new administration's governance will certainly bring a new atmosphere and write a new chapter for the city's development. China, China's factory activity contracted at a slower pace in May as COVID curbs in major manufacturing hubs were relaxed, but movement controls still depressed domestic demand, restrained production, and weighed on the economy in the second quarter. The National Bureau of Statistics said the official manufacturing PMI rose to 49.6 in May from 47.4 in April, the highest in three months, but also the third consecutive contraction. The 50-point mark is what separates growth from contraction. Overseas now, European leaders have agreed to cut Russian oil imports by 90% by the end of the year, reducing a source of finance for what they call Moscow's war machine. They've also decided to cut Russia's largest bank, Superbank, out of the SWIFT system for international payments and ban three more Russian broadcasters. The agreement came at a summit in Brussels. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen welcomed the announcement. I'm very glad that the leaders were able to agree, in principle, on the six sanctions package. This is very important. Thanks to this, Council should now be able to finalize a ban on almost 90% of all Russian oil imports by the end of the year. This is an important step forward. The remaining 10% on these one, we will soon return to the issue of these remaining 10%. Earlier, the Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky urged European Union leaders to resolve their disagreements over the scope of sanctions on Russia. He spoke to the summit via video link. The sixth sanctions package must be agreed. It must be effective, including oil. To make Russia feel the price for what it's doing against Ukraine and the whole of Europe, to make you all finally independent, together with us, from the Russian energy weapon, at least from its oil part. The ousted former Prime Minister of Pakistan, Imran Khan, has called for new elections in the country. 
The former cricket star, who was removed by the country's parliament last month after three and a half years in office, spoke after his supporters clashed with police in demonstrations in Islamabad. Mr. Khan told Sky News that his supporters would continue to protest until new polls were called. They do not want uh, a foreign-imposed government on uh, uh, where uh, members of our party were bought by a uh, million dollars each was offered to them to switch sides. Uh, and then uh, the government was removed. And so therefore we feel that rather than someone else imposing a government on our country, let the people of this country decide whoever they want uh, uh, to, to lead them. The Canadian government has introduced tough new legislation to crack down on the sale, transfer and importation of handguns. Rifle magazines will also be limited to no more than five rounds. The Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said there was no reason anyone needed guns in their everyday lives except for hunting or sports shooting. He outlined other aspects of the legislation. We're also fighting gun smuggling and trafficking by increasing maximum criminal penalties and providing more tools for law enforcement to investigate firearm crimes. And we'll require the permanent alteration of long gun magazines so they can never hold more than five rounds. Egypt has discovered a new trove of ancient artifacts, including hundreds of coffins and bronze statuettes. They were unearthed near the Great Pyramid south of Cairo. In one of the wooden sarcophagi dating from about 500 BC, archaeologists found a well-preserved nine-meter papyrus scroll. Joseph Cervello Otori, who is an Egyptology professor and co-director of the Spanish-Egyptian mission where the artifacts were found, explained their importance. They allow us to understand different cultures and different ways to be in the world, to be in life and to understand world and life, you know. So they are so different to us, at least from an European point of view, that uh, this is very good to understand different ways to be in, in life and in world for uh, humans. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,243. That's 95 points up on the previous close. Turnover was $70 billion. In currencies, one U.S. dollar will buy you 127.98 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and seven cents, and the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 89 cents. And to sport and the sale of Chelsea Football Club to a consortium led by the L.A. Dodgers owner Todd Bowley has been completed in a deal worth more than $5 billion U.S. dollars. The club was put up for sale in March before the previous owner, Roman Abramovich, was sanctioned over his links to the Russian President Vladimir Putin. Chelsea had been operating under a special license from the U.K. government, which would have expired today. The BBC's Laura Scott has been looking at what the new owners have had to say about the sale. They actually give a bit of detail on the number of inquiries they had. They said they had 250 inquiries from proposed purchases. They held detailed discussions with more than 100 individuals and entities. They entered into 32 confidentiality agreements. They received 12 credible bids. That resulted in four and then three final bidders. But Todd Bowley and the Clearly Capital Consortium have been chosen as the preferred bidder, and that transaction has gone through today. We've also heard from Todd Bowley and Clearly about their sort of vision for the club, their commitment to growth and building Chelsea to continue the success that they've enjoyed under Roman Abramovich. 
Inter Milan winger Ivan Perisic is having a medical at Tottenham and is expected to join the English Premier League side on a two-year deal when his contract expires at the end of June. The Croatian international previously worked with Spurs boss Antonio Conte, winning the Serie A title with Inter a year ago. Football's governing body in Europe, UEFA, has announced that it's commissioned an independent report into the events surrounding Saturday's Champions League final in Paris between Liverpool and Real Madrid. The French government has blamed Liverpool supporters for the chaos that overshadowed the match. Police used tear gas and pepper spray against the fans outside the stadium, and the start of the game was delayed. The French sports minister, uh, Amélie Oudé-Castera, said a number of factors led to the chaos on Saturday. The root cause of all that was the volume of false tickets or persons without any tickets. This is clearly something that we need to understand. This is why we have asked the UEFA to really dig into that. It's going to be complementary to the uh, approach that we have launched on our side, on the legal side. In tennis, Poland's Iga Swiatek is safely through to the quarterfinals of the French Open. The world number one came from a set down to beat China's Zheng Qinwen. Swiatek extended her winning streak to 32 consecutive matches. She'll next face the American, Jessica Pagula. Two of the men's top seeds have been knocked out in the fourth round at Roland Garros. World number two, Daniel Medvedev, was beaten in straight sets by Marin Silic, with the Croatian winning 6-2, 6-3, 6-2. In another upset, the Danish teenager, Holger Rune, defeated the number four seed, Stefanos Tsitsipas, in four sets. The 19-year-old was delighted to make it through. I know if I go away from the tactic and against such a player like, like Tsitsipas, I'm going to lose for sure. So I, I told myself just to keep in it and play my plan. And, and, you know, also in the tough moments, and it worked out so, so well at the end. And that just gave me, you know, huge confidence boost. But, uh, I mean, it's just so great to still be here. Tsitsipas made it to the final last year and had no excuses this time for losing in the fourth round. Physically perfect. Fine. Absolutely okay. Waking up uh, couldn't be better. I was I was struggling a lot the last couple of days you know, in terms of uh, finding my rhythm. I was very uh, nervous on the court, uh, being frustrated a lot, and I knew I was this way, but I couldn't stop being like this. And in the Stanley Cup playoffs, the New York Rangers finally beat the Carolina Hurricanes away from Madison Square Garden to reach the Eastern Conference Finals, where they'll face Tampa Bay Lightning. New York won 6-2 in Game 7 to take the series 4-3. The Western Conference Final begins tomorrow morning, Hong Kong time, when the Colorado Avalanche host Game 1 against the Edmonton Oilers. Quick look at the weather, mainly cloudy, hot with showers and a few squally thunderstorms. Temperature right now is 28 degrees Celsius. Relative humidity is 80%. And that's the news, sports and weather from RTHK. Sitting patient, steady waiting 
for the day when I can't face it. The one that can love me for who I am and so much more. It's the truth. You my bond. I found the one. I ain't gonna rest till I know for sure. So baby, please believe me when I tell you that I need. to the 123 show with me Sadia Usmani it's Tuesday so that means food and drink talk on the show after 1.30 my guest on soundbite is Annie T Annie is from the Philippines and has been living in Hong Kong since 1987 she's a great cook loves eating and she also is a consultant for salad master cookware and today she joins me with her special food memories on soundbite 
After 2pm today, Andrew Dembina is here with a platter of the latest local and global food and drinks news. And then after 2.30, I look into the fascinating world of replica food. You know the common sight that you see outside Japanese restaurants? Actually, you see it in quite a few different food courts and stuff too. But, you know, all this kind of plastic, waxy food, which looks so delicious. And, um, you know, and usually it's that that I look at and then I think, yes, you know what? I'm going to eat here. So we're going to be talking a little bit about that too. I found an interesting article about it. That it is all.